Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode and meet today's host, Krista Weaver, our co-host and resident confidence queen. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. I am today's host and resident confidence queen, Krista Weber, and we are a community of multidimensional women on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and connected one activated chakra at a time. Today, we have an amazing guest, Chrissy Papetti. Chrissy is a self-mastery mentor, success coach, speaker, certified Gene Keys guide, whose approach to self-transformation is deeply informed by the Gene Keys system. And you guys, I'm obsessed. She teaches leaders and high achievers to override the limiting patterns that may be holding them back from their potential. Chrissy focuses on mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being practices with science-backed and spiritually informed theories. She helps her clients radically increase their income like 20 times, create their own businesses, reduce stress and anxiety, just everything. Honestly, I could go on and on. It's so juicy. It's so powerful. We're going to get into all of it. Welcome to the show, Chrissy. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much. I am so excited for this conversation. I know. And unfortunately for everybody else, we've had an amazing conversation before we started recording. So we're fully (laughs) in the moment right now and everybody's got to catch up with us and it's so good. So we love to start the show with a high vibe by sharing what we're both excited about today. So I will go first. And today, honestly, I'm just really excited that I just turned uh, 27. I'm 37. I was going to say I wish, but the truth is I don't wish you wouldn't, you couldn't pay me to be 27 again. I like, I love the way that I look. I love the way that I feel. I love all the wisdom that just drops in so much reflection, so much healing has happened. I've been through so much. I love the creature that I am in this moment. And also everybody is just on audio, but you and I are on zoom and you can see how fabulous my hair looks today. So I'm 30. Oh, you look incredible. And I just learned how to curl my hair. I'm 37. (laughs) So miracles happen at all ages. <laughs> what are you excited about today? Oh, yes. Well, happy birthday to you. You look amazing. Thank you. And oh, I, <laughs> yes, I would say that what I'm most excited about in this moment is that I am going to Hawaii next week <gasps> with my family for my mom's 60th. And so I'm just really excited because I've never been. So, which I, I know. we are going to Kauai. <gasps> And I'm very excited. Yes. I know everyone's flocking there right now because no one's been able to travel and it's such an incredible destination. So it, it should be interesting, but I can't wait. Oh, that's so amazing. Yes. Good for you. Soak it all up. That's such a powerful place. Like there's so much mm. power there. Like it's going to be yeah, so-, so much culture and yeah, spiritual influence. Releasing. Like after everything that's like after the year that we've all had. So totally amazing. Um, okay. And let's do a quick little chakra shout out. So chakra shout out something that's just like lifting our vibes, something that we're grateful for, something that we're loving. So right now I want to shout out a book that I'm obsessed with currently. It's called Intimate Communion. I'm showing it to the cameras if people can see it, but you can see it. (laughs) So Intimate Communion by David Dida. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. I'm saying it the German way, Dida. Um, It's an incredible book about the balance of the masculine and the feminine energies. And I think this is why I got excited that you're going to Hawaii because it's such a place like so rich in feminine energy. And getting into the feminine creative flow is where so much magic can happen. And just, I'm just, this book is just lighting me up. Like I'm a person who's always kind of associated more with my masculine, even though I, I look so feminine, hyper femme, but I've always been like 
the doer, like get things done to do list person. And this book is just calling me out. I'm like, how am I not mm-hmm. allowing my true feminine to come through? And like, how is that kind of blocking me? Not that the block mm-hmm. is a bad thing, but it's like, what am I ready to step into? And then how does this yeah. transform your relationship? So I'm like making all of my clients mm-hmm. read it. Amber Lee actually recommended it. And I'm just sinking my teeth in and it's so, so good. Another very massive uh, kind of reference, but you see, I need, I need yeah. the shit. <laughs> You're like exhibit A, I need to read this book. Exactly. Uh, that's amazing. I love, you know, examining the balance of feminine and masculine energies and just uh, being able to expand intimacy. That's a big like learning curve for me too. hundred percent. And like, I wish, I wish I could make my husband read it but maybe one day <laughs> we'll work on it. Right. I would love to give a oh, shout no, out to, yeah, yeah, Sorry. I would love to give a shout out to, I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing this right, but it's, um, Osea, it's an Osea product. O S E A. Um, they are local in California based, but they have this, um, line of it's called Vegas nerve oil and Vegas Ooh. nerve pillow spray. And, if you don't know me, <laughs> you don't maybe know yet that I'm obsessed with like nervous system, understanding it, re- like regulation strategies. I just think it's like the most important work alongside that mind piece. And so while this, you know, isn't magical oil, I think the practice of it. So basically like it smells like actual heaven. You Ooh. squirt two pumps on your hand before you go to bed, you like rub your hands together and then you smell it, like put cup oh, your hands yeah. over your face, smell it in. And then you rub it like behind your neck and up into your ears. And then you do this whole like movement ritual to kind of bring your, it like signals to your body to go into parasympathetic, that calm ventral vagal state. So it's this whole like ritual I'm just loving right now and making me like really get ready for bed and have a restful sleep. So I'm I'm really into it. (laughs) Vegas nerve. nerve. Yeah. The Vegas nerve. I've always pronounced it vagus nerve. <laughs> maybe it's oh like, well okay no or like the german because i'm always it, translating shit into german in my right life. you have the two languages so <laughs> right and who do i yeah. talk to about this really like except for you so but that sounds right really, like, <laughs> i love this so much i'm gonna totally check them out i wonder if they ship to germany i want everything like online mm. shopping at this moment it's worth yeah it's worth checking out oh, it smells incredible. incredible and so great and then it's like fall right to sleep does it just Yeah, no. And I usually don't have too much of a problem falling asleep as much as I do like staying asleep. So this has been like really helpful for not only drifting off, but having a really restful sleep. I've just noticed that maybe because the scent is on my pillow, it just really keeps me in a calm state throughout the night, which I love. So I'm a huge fan. Thank you so much for sharing (laughs) that. That's amazing. All right. Let's yeah, some slumber pretty questions. So you're fabulous. Tell us about your morning ritual. Mm, Thank you. So I've recently instated a couple new things. So since I just recently moved out to Santa Monica and the new energy and new location is just giving me a lot of great vibes. I was kind of stuck in a rut prior to getting here. And since being here, I've had like a really great morning routine where I get up, I, you know, kind of get ready. And then I work out because I love the feeling of just starting my day with getting my body moving. Movement is like my language, like my first language. So I love doing dance, you know, depending on what it is, I like a workout to get my heart rate going. And then I drink athletic greens, which is this like really great. I'm like, I literally have it right here as if everyone can see, but I have my athletic greens, which just like feels like health insurance kind of in the morning just to get 
vitamins, minerals. Um, it also is like a prebiotic. It, it just works. It, I really love having that first thing. And then followed by my little collagen drink, which is super simple. You just take your milk of choice. So oat, yes, almond, maybe not a plant-based milk. Yeah. Um, you heat it up in a little uh, pan. You add, as it gets warm, you add a little dash of cacao. You add two mm-hmm. scoops of collagen. You mix it up. You pour it into a mug. And then I add a teaspoon of beekeepers, natural honey, which is like the super powered honey. And it's amazing. Oh, that sounds so, I will, I will tell you right now, all of that is going into the show notes. This is oh yes. Let it green. It's worth looking have, into. <laughs> have like a shopping tab open as we speak. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. so, right. What a beautiful way to start the day. And then like with movements, so are you doing yoga or is it like a workout or is it just whatever you feel in the moment? Yeah. I'm really intuitive with the way I eat and with the way I move. So I'm pretty, but I also like to be cyclical. So I don't know how much you've like dove into like cyclical living as a woman, but I am very much aware of where I'm at in my cycle. And then I will honor that. So right now I'm in my luteal phase. So I did some strength training. I could do Pilates or like a nice, like kind of faster pace, but grounded yoga. Whereas if I was in my follicular spring phase, I would probably do like dance you know, maybe like cardio hit mm-hmm. anything like that. It does feel so good. I, I, I do that as well. I used to kind of force myself and then I learned that I was just doing it wrong. And I'm like, that's yeah. good. I feel good. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels so much better to just give your body what it actually wants in that phase. And I, yes. So, oh my God, that's like a whole nother podcast. We could talk about that. Yes. Um, <laughs> so true. And then, okay. So you're, you're doing the athletic greens, you're doing the collagen drink, the I love Mm -hmm. it. So I just know that you've got also you're radiant as hell. So I just know that you've got a beauty product or skincare. That's always, always going to be on your shelf. And I want to know what it is. Mm. (laughs) This is also something I'm really excited to share. So Laurel skincare is it's L a U R E L skincare is also California based, really ethical, sustainable practices of growing the plants that go into their stuff. And so I have my little routine now that I do where I do an oil cleanse with their, uh, I forget the name of it. I'll give you the exact links um, at the end of this, but they have an oil cleanser that I use that I take off with a pull cloth. Then I hydrate with their elixir. Then I put a serum on and that just like sets my face up. I mean, I'm like really in love with how it, cause my face gets very red and um, like dry and irritated. So this is like transformed and giving me so much moisture into the face. Wow. And so once that's all set, I'm like a very minimal makeup person. So I, I have, <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know how to do it, to be honest. Like I'm, okay. I'm just not educated enough. <laughs> I love it for me. I love it. But tell us more. Okay. So the face. No, all- I'm like in the process of trying to redo it, but um, <laughs> but yeah, then I use um either Suntegrity or Ilya's. It's basically like an, a sunscreen, but it's also just kind of a primer and mm-hmm. I guess skin tint oh, uh, to nice. get like everything kind of even. That's nice. And then from there, depending on what's going on, I'll either kind of throw on a little bronzer, a little brush, a blush, and maybe like a eyeliner and mascara, but oh. that's probably like as crazy as it gets. <laughs> it sounds so good though. And it's so nice. I, I think for myself, like I'm just so like, my hair is so blonde. If I don't do makeup, I just am beige. Like I had a yeah, from head, head to toe. Yeah, like I had a client that like I look like a rock coat, like a beige rock coat. <laughs> series of beiges. So I just have to yes. there, like draw some stuff on. My husband is like, it's not true. And I'm like, you're not a woman. You don't. Yeah, you don't get it. You don't get it. <laughs> okay. Well, that again, we're putting that on the show notes for you guys. 
Okay, and now this is a tricksy question and we're just gonna give a little hot hint of where we're going with this amazing conversation. Tell us your sun, moon, and rising, and then tell us your human design profile. Yes. So my sun is in Aquarius, my moon is in Virgo, and my rising is in Scorpio. And my human design is I'm an emotional authority manifesting generator and a six two profile. Ah, very cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And yes. we connected on that as well. So human design is we're going to talk so much about this in gene keys and how they link together. My profile, manifesting generator, one for emotional authority as well. So hooray for us. Mm-hmm. We're going for drinks one time. Yes. Um, yeah, for sure. And then what song are you listening to on repeat right now? Okay. So this is such a hard choice, but I feel like <laughs> I need to go with, I'm like a very, like music speaks to my soul. Like it can uh-huh. change my state. Mm-hmm. instantly when I put music on mm-hmm. and I just love to move. So it's called Sete Nota. So S-E-T-E Nota, N-O-T-A. And I, the artist is even escaping me right now. I need to look oh, yeah. it up, but okay. it is such a vibe. <laughs> it's such a dance vibe. Yes. Sete Nota. I feel like you were, you know, you may be into this. Is it like progressive house or something or like what's the genre? Oh no, it's Lele Pons who sings it. Um, And the genre is... I guess you would just say Spanish. Oh, um, yeah, we're shaking it music. Like, yeah, just vibes, pure vibes. Yes. Oh, I love yes. So I think that pure dance like, vibes. Oh, yeah, that does sound like something that I'm into. I love it so much. And it, it, it <laughs> does change your state. It is such a powerful way to change your state, to intentionally change your state with good music. I love it. Thank oh, you. 100%. Yes. Okay. And now, Could you just spill the beans a little bit? Tell us about your spiritual awakening. What led you to fully step into the power of how you're changing lives through your work? Mm. So it's been, it's been a, it's been a journey to get here. And it really starts back when, I mean, just understanding my background, just knowing that I grew up being a dancer. It was my entire identity. I was literally at like my high school routine was literally like waking up at 5.30, going to school, going to field hockey practice, driving up to dance, dancing till 10.30, coming home, doing homework, sleeping, and then starting again. And so I was like moving like crazy. Um, but dance was like my first language. And, um, when I, it came time to go to like the next level of schooling for college, it was a no brainer. I was like, I'm going to keep dancing like while I can. So I went to school for dance. I was on the dance team at my school. I I was basically dancing 24 seven. If you can't catch that drift. So (laughs) I say this because about my, the beginning of my junior year of college, I'll never forget. I was in one of my dance program classes and I like was really feeling the music and really into this routine. I like kicked my leg up to my head and I just felt this like pop snap situation. Ah. Exactly. Yes. And I like walked it off because it it was weird that it didn't necessarily hurt. It just sounded really wrong. And I was like, that was strange. So I walked it off. (laughs) Exactly. Walked it off, took a rest. And then next day I was like, Oh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. So the pain started to set in day after day. And soon I had to kind of go check it out. And everyone that I saw every, you know, practitioner, physical therapist was like, it seems like it's just a, like a strain of your groin, like, you know, just rest it and it'll be fine. So I gave it like about a month to kind of rest and it didn't really bounce back and the pain was still there, but really I was sort of given this ultimatum of continue to dance or you're probably gonna have to sit out this year and not dance, which was my major 
and like my source of friends and my, like what I love to do. It was like, yeah, it was like your whole identity, like everything, yeah. everything came from dance. And now this was kind of taken from you. Exactly. Exactly. And so wow. I was in that and like any good dancer or good athlete does. And I say that in quotes um, because it's very sarcastic. Um, I continued to dance because I was like, there's no way I'm sacrificed. Like, I don't know who I am outside of this. And I didn't know that that was like the narrative going on in my head, but I was like, oh, it felt like life or death to not do it, to be honest. So I was like, it's fine. Like the practitioner said that I'm not going to make it worse. I'll keep going. So for the next two years, I danced with a torn labrum. I did not know that the labrum in my hip was torn. Nobody diagnosed it properly until I left college. So I was just dancing on this like horrible situation. And it was really the I say that it was like the card that got pulled out of my house of cards, because when that happened, it was two years of like having to kind of make these choices that were really hard to make. Meaning like, do I dance at this game or do I not? Like, should I do nationals this year with my team or do I not? And I had to make these like half-hearted decisions where I was like kind of in kind of out because I like knew that it wasn't good for my body, but I kept doing it anyway. And so that kind of like unraveled and revealed like body image issues that I had beliefs that I had about like my self-worth that were so attached to this identity and what I was doing. And I did not know what to do. So I tried to like grip onto control by like controlling my eating, like micromanaging and over-exercising. You know, a a lot of women go through this in their life. And this was sort of my chapter that I was going through. And so I was kind of like in pure survival mode. And when I graduated, I was like, finally, I'm going to get the right answer. I'm going to be able to take care of this and I'll go back to the way things were. And so when I went to get it properly diagnosed, they told me it was a labrum tear. They were like, there's one thing to do really for this. It's surgery. I was like, awesome. Let's do it. This was like my saving grace. So I had surgery about like three, six, nine months, I would have check-ins and the pain was still there, but they were like, yours was pretty bad. So it's probably going to take at least a year to heal. So I went to my yearly checkup and the pain was still there. And they were like, it could take a little bit longer. And this is, then it was 18 months and then it was two years and then it was three years and then it was four years and literally just pushed on and on and on, like never actually healing. So my hip pain was like here to stay. Okay. So I'm like in my young twenties, like movement is my language. I can't move. My hip is on fire. I remember being on vacation with my family and like, I couldn't even walk like more than two blocks. They had to like lift me up and like help me around the corner. It was, it got so bad. And so I just felt like a shell of myself. You know, I didn't know who I was, what I was doing, like without dance, who was I, what was my purpose? Like, was I worthy? These were all things that started to flood in. And so I basically poured all my energy and worth into my master's program. So I went to school to get a master's in occupational therapy. It started giving me a sense of purpose again. And really long story short, I arrived basically six years after my initial tear in my hip. And I'll never forget. I turned to my mom. I was like crying. I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I don't know what to do. I can't continue to live this way. And she was like, you know, you've tried all of these things. You've tried you know, physical therapy, acupuncture, acupressure, cortisone injections into your hip. I mean, like everything in the medical model, I pretty much tried it. And she's like, maybe this pain is in your head. And I was like, excuse me, excuse me. (laughs) Be careful, mom. Be careful because (laughs) 
yeah, thin ice. You unleash the crack in here. So I was like pretty offended. Um, but she was like, hey, just try. Like maybe it's worth going to see a therapist. And I was like, oh, fine. Like I guess I'll try. Because in I was very much in an environment where it was like you didn't really do that unless there was like a quote unquote need and right. And I was very like a high functioning, right, depressed yeah. and anxious person. <laughs> like yeah. I was fine, yeah. but I wasn't fine. So. I went and saw this uh, sports psychologist because I thought that they could understand like the unique situation I was going through with dance. And that was the first time anyone linked for me, the connection between my mind and my body. Wow. Oh my goodness. I know. And so I was like, you're telling me that I have beliefs that are then creating my anxiety or that I have, you know, like patterns in my behavior that are then reinforcing my chronic pain. Like it was just such a yeah. new concept to me. Um, total mind fuck, total mind. Exactly. Exactly. And I was like, Oh my God, and like I'm, this I'm makes sense. Also, and I'm thinking also like as a kind like as a perfectionist, I'm assuming like athletic perfectionist, yes, yep. mm-hmm. um, micromanaging things. I can imagine that this would be a blow to the ego in a way, because it's like, how did I not fucking see this myself? What oh, yep. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like this, rebirthing of knowing yourself right oh totally that's what got me into like the state that I was six years later was me just being like I got this I got this I got this myself like it was always like you know I don't need like like I didn't want to admit that like I didn't have the answer that I couldn't like fix it um and so when I found this out and I was like oh like I'm playing a huge role in my own pain (laughs) that's shocking and like kind of hard to wrap you know, my head around. Why would I choose this? (laughs) Right. Like how exactly, like, how could I be contributing to the very thing I'm trying so desperately to escape? Right. So basically that was the catalyst that triggered a snowball of just different things over the next year, which was like, you know, starting to rewire and reprogram my beliefs on a subconscious level, like learning about the mind body connection to like the nth degree, reading incredible books, like the, uh, by Dr. John Sarno, um, healing back pain and, mm-hmm. you know, his other books that r- like really bridge the connection between the mind and body. And then in my OT studies, like just expanding upon that and understanding like the interconnectedness of it all, but then even more so finding a new sense of purpose. Like I was like, I like OT, but I know I'm meant to do something bigger. And that sense of purpose, like took my mind and attention and focus off of my hip and my pain Mm -hmm. and onto something that was so much bigger than that. Mm -hmm. And within less than a year, my pain entirely went away. How incredible, how incredible. So you're like the living, walking, breathing evidence that there is this incredible connection and you can tap into it and you can get that relief and a sense of purpose and joy, no matter how deep and dark and painful the suffering. Wow. You're just a living, walking, shining example. We love it. Thank you Mm, so much. Thank you. Thank you. So just to kind of like, I'm a full on nerd for, for human design, for the gene keys, for the mind body connection. I I've also personally lived through so much pain. This is eight years in Germany. This is my first year without a surgery. I also, I exploded my new skiing. I also identified my, myself, my identity was like, I'm a tall leggy blonde and stuff, but like, what's a leggy blonde without a leg? Because it was a very serious injury. And it, it also did really mess with my, my identity. So I, your journey in a different way, but very, I, I get it. I appreciate it so much. And just the empowerment that you get from this knowledge, but then what is it like when you have like the blueprint of how this works? So tell us a bit about gene keys. What is it? How does it work? 
tell us how this is the path that shows us everything. Yeah, I'll bridge the connection by saying that when I started to realize the influence I had over my reality, that's when I got introduced to human design and that's when I got introduced to Gene Keys. So that was sort of that progression. And when I found both of those, I was like, like similar to you, it's like, oh my goodness, like this is it. (laughs) Mind blown, officially blown. Wow. Humans. Yes. Let's make it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. So the gene keys, um, I just felt an extra resonance with, which is why I've honed so deeply into it because (laughs) it is a self-discovery system. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a, it's a tool for self-awakening like many other ones. However, it basically, instead of telling you about who you are, it teaches you a way to become more of who you are, which I love. I love being extra. (laughs) this is a way it shows us how to be extra us how to be yes it shows you how to be extra you exactly (laughs) I love that so much more of who you are yeah yeah I like to relate it to human design in that just really quick like human design is the blueprint for or you know Rahu says human design is the blueprint of how you work, right? How you use your energy, how that interacts with other people. So how you actually like work and use your energy. Jinky says, okay, cool. If that's you and how you use your energy, this is the spectrum of consciousness you can operate on that helps you basically live more into a higher version of that blueprint versus the lower frequency version of that blueprint. So it teaches you how to like shift your vibe. And not to sound too like, cause it's not too spiritually. It's actually very sciencey, which we'll get into a second, but it shifts your energy and your vibration into a higher version of your authenticity. Yes. That, and that, that really is so important because just, I mean, this is a, we're in a spiritual community, so we're in a safe space. I, I'm also super sciencey. As you know, my husband is a scientist, a surgeon. I need to be able to know the scientific backup for all the stuff that I am into so that I can hold my head high at the dinner table and be like, actually, this is how it is. Like with the academics yes. and academia, we, I love to know the psycho, psychological, tactical approach, as well as the spiritual, energetic, metaphysical, because we're blessed with this knowledge. Like this knowledge is gifted to humans, like let's use it. So it's really smart, but everything like for all of our listeners, they know there's some meaning rising probably. And we all know I'm a Gemini. We all know toxic Geminis. We all do. And I like to think that I'm not one, but like even with astrology, like we all can have, there's a low expression and there's a high expression. And in human design, every gate, every channel has a high or low expression. They're all a double-edged sword. And so mm-hmm. he's shows you how to rise into the highest level of that consciousness. I'm mm-hmm. super intrigued. I love this so much. Could you tell us a bit about the science behind Gene Keys? Because I'm really sure about that. Yes. So epigenetics is gaining traction, just I feel like in the self-development world of understanding like the recent um, breakthroughs there. And if you aren't familiar with epigenetics, what it is, is that it's a study showing us that we aren't just, we are not just a victim of our genes. Like we used to think we were back in previous um, iterations of science. So we used to think here are your genes. This is who you are. Like this is your the state yes. of your health. Like you're just given this. That's who you are. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. And so, and we know through gener like our genes, of course, are passed down through generations. And so the way that our parents and their parents lived and like the health that they embodied and all that gets passed down to us, you know, those patterns and and different things. So he used to just be like, This is what you get. Epigenetics shows us that actually the environment that your genes live in, meaning like the inner state. So like 
your emotional state, your energy, the hormones that you're releasing based on your attitude, like mm-hmm. your, um, your nutrition, all of that inside actually can shift the way that your genes are expressed. Mm-hmm. So you can like turn health promoting genes on and you can turn health inhibiting genes off through your state. Oh right? my God. That's so amazing. Okay. Just again, I have to say, like, I feel, as we said at the beginning of this conversation, I just turned 37. I feel like I'm more radiant, mentally, physically stronger than I ever have been in my life. I was looking at photo albums and I was just like, I was a babe, but I'm like, I feel like a mega babe now. And I feel, but I feel it on the inside. And I also feel this release. And of course, like all of the physical things that you've been through yourself as well. Like when you learn to kind of take care of your body in a different way and you learn that self-acceptance and that self-love, it does something to your cells. Like mm-hmm. there is a glow up and epigenetics sounds like it's like the way that we prove, like this is science. This isn't just mm-hmm. a thing. Like this is literal science that you can see. Certain genes are turned on, certain genes are turned off. So no person has to be like a victim to their bloodline. It was like, oh, all of the people in my family are like this. They're all chain smokers and everybody has diabetes and nobody ever made six figures. And that's just the way that, no, you don't have to choose that. And now darn it, we have the science. We have the science. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That That was so well said. Yes. No, exactly. So it's like this empowering breakthrough um, in the science world that, yeah, we, we have the influence over the state of our health, well-being and quality of life. And so now that we have proven that the gene keys expands upon that, or, you know, uses and informs is informed by that research, which basically gene keys, right? The idea is that through understanding the patterns are the different keys that are in your profile and the low and higher expressions of them. You, by shifting from those lower to higher expressions, you are actually unlocking wow. your genetic potential. I think my nipples are hard. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. Like, I love this so much. This, it makes sense. And you see it. And like, this is what you do with people. So you see the transformations, you know, that this is legit. Oh yeah. Um, no, it's, it's legit. And, and what I love so much about the gene keys, because people are probably like, well, well, like, how does it really work? And so it's, it's a language. So there are these 64 different gene keys and each of those 64 has three levels of frequency. So gene key number one has a shadow, a gift and a city going from lowest to highest gene key. Number two has a shadow, a gift and a city. And these 64 different gene keys are just archetypes of human evolutionary behavior. So whether or not you're very like spiritual this system is like applicable to anyone and everyone sometimes in the way in more of a way than maybe some others can be because it's actually just an archetypal system of like what humans like basically 64 different ways fear can show up what they can yeah what and and i mean for myself like i love human design my friends know that in fact anybody who knows me knows that I, i was just on a vacation i brought a book with me I was like reading this love text it. book at the pool, like chic as hell reading this. Oh, that, that is something I would do too. <laughs> oh, and, God, and God bless anybody who dared interrupt the blonde in the bikini by the pool. Like, what are you reading? Beautiful. And I was like, it's about human design. Do you want to sit down and talk about it for 45 minutes? Like, <laughs> you are like, what are you? What's your birthday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, let's do it right now. So, but, but it also like, it's not so like the DNA aspect, the science aspect of it, but it also does combine like with human design. We know that this is channeled wisdom we know that this is channeled knowledge to help humans 
be more of what they are capable of being. And mm -hmm. I find that it's such a wonderful gift for self-acceptance and giving people that safe space to be like, okay, but like, for example, you and I are both manifesting generators, but we all, we have friends who are projectors and we know that they're not going to be a happy projector if we try to make them live our lifestyle. It's not going to work. And actually my husband is a projector. So this, like knowing about this thing helps me in our marriage because he shouldn't, he should nap. He needs to sleep longer. He needs that download time. I love it when I see him reading and relaxing because I'm like, that's how he chills. Me, manifesting generator, my energy shows up different. I want to run around and do 45 things at the same time. I want to get up at five <laughs> and work out and stay up until 11 and write, write a book and write workbooks and, you know, all of the things. Like, that's how I'm happy. So I get to be myself. He gets to be himself. So we see that. But then... Tell us also like the ancient wisdom that is also incorporated in the gene keys. It's so beautiful. Like, tell us a little bit about that aspect of it too. Yeah. Oh yes. So the way we got 64 is that it's um, based on the Chinese I Ching. Mm -hmm. So the Chinese I Ching is a five, over 5,000 year old text that is called the book of life. And basically it has these 64 different um, hexagrams or these 64 different, again, archetypes mm -hmm. of the, the human existence in life, right? It's supposed to tell us about the way that humans work. Yeah. And so like human, human design, there are 64 gates, right? So if you look at your human design profile, there's 64 different gates. These 64 gene keys correspond to those same wow. themes and parallels there. So that's how like that connects. Basically, Gene Keys expands upon those gates in human design by saying, look at these three different frequencies that can exist within that gate. And which one are you living into? Are you living into this shadow, more fear-based, victim-oriented frequency? The gift, which is more trust-based, aware, authentic Whoa. frequency? Yes, basically. <laughs> I like that better. Whoa. <laughs> and the city is like the aspirational, like you know, the most detached from highest fear self. and highest self frequency. Oh, we love it so much. I'm totally booking a session with you. Oh my God. This is just so incredible. So I know that everybody's like salivating right now because this is so rich, <laughs> deep, delicious and juicy. Just like how I like my pizza. It's so good. Pizza. Can you, so I know everybody who's listening is like, okay, but what am I? And like, am I, am I in the shadow or uh, am I, what, what's the woke one? I'm calling it the woke one. What's the middle one? The gift. Okay. <laughs> the gift. So are we in the shadow? Are we in the gift? Are we in the city? Like, are, am I like shadowy? Am I woke? Or am I like transcendent? Like, which one am I? So mm. this is a bit of a, like, I'm not sure if there's an answer to this question, but I'm sure that there's a way that you can expand on this, but how yeah. can people tell if they're not living in alignment with kind of the pattern that's meant for them? Like if they're, how can people yeah. tell if they're stuck in that shadow zone of their hologenetic profile. That's what it's called, right? That's what, yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. How can people tell um, the sign or what, what are the vibes of that place? Yeah. So just so you know, in your hologenetic profile, you have 11, 11 different gene keys that are in there out of the 64. And so you have 11 different shadows to contemplate 11 different gifts. So just keep that in mind. Uh -huh. However, shadows across the board right. are fear-based. So it's going to be some, and this is why I love the system so much. It's basically 64 different ways 
that fear can manifest itself in the human experience. <laughs> Baskin Robbins of fear. <laughs> yes, pretty much. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> exactly right. Choose your flavor, right? Oh God. So it's like a fear of showing up or like a fear of taking action on your dreams or a fear of failure or I don't right. know. Like, yeah. So can I give you some example, like yes. an example that would make it really solidified? So yes. let's take three of the fear state, uh, states. Okay. One is called half-heartedness. One is called impatience. And one is called, let's do force. Okay. Those are three words that correspond to three different gene keys yes. shadows. Okay. Half-heartedness, impatience, and force. Yes. Those are three different states, right? When you're showing up in acting half-heartedly, when you are forcing something to happen, when you are impatient, those are three different like behavioral energy things, Yeah, but they're all coming from fear. So let's talk about half-heartedness. That's that half in half out, right? You don't fully trust in something enough, whether it's yourself or the thing or the situation that you are now kind of straddling and nothing is more draining and exhausting and like really less magnetic than being half in or half out. A hundred percent fully. Right. Yes. And I think that this speaks to all of the fuck boys out there, the living in the half-hearted state. Okay. Oh, right. So what fulfillment comes from that? Very little. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great, yeah. Bring it down to earth, right? Fuck boys. You got that. (laughs) Just living in the fear of half-heartedness, you guys. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's in all their profiles. (laughs) They have, they have potential, but it is not our place to fix them. No, exactly. Exactly. So then impatience. Yes. This one's a little easy to wrap your head around, but when we think about impatience, it's, it's actually a state of fear because when you're impatient, you are attached to your mind's idea of when something should happen, which is usually coming from a limiting belief, a story, something that was planted in you by society, Mm -hmm. like our relationship with time and our our relationship with expectations of when things should happen and how quickly is a fear-based driven state. Yes. I totally, I totally can agree with that. It's like, oh no, if it doesn't happen right now, then it's not going to happen. And what if it doesn't happen? If it doesn't happen and I'm not safe and Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I think like any entrepreneur, any business person who's listening to this, it's like, oh no, if I don't get the sale, I used to be in real estate when I lived in Canada. I'd be like, oh no, like if this client doesn't buy this house and then, and then you go down this whole, to your impatient, mm-hmm. which then leads you to force probably, I would think. Yes. That's a good segue to yeah, the shadow of force, which again, you can, yeah, you can be, you can be embodying these different shadow states at the same time. Right. That's the whole point yeah. is that another one is force and force is what, again, what it sounds like where there is this, it's when we get very one track minded and we're like, we need to go here, do that, be that. And then it's like, almost like nothing else exists. People can give you advice or maybe people could like offer some support, but you are just like, this is happening and I'm making it happen in the way that I feel like it needs to happen. And what is that saying? Like there's no trust present, right? Yeah. Totally. You can start to sense all these shadow states. Trust is missing, right? They're all totally. manifestation of fear. This is totally like out of left field. But to me, I just feel like force feel, maybe this is correct. Maybe it's not, maybe it's fair. Maybe it isn't, but could we say that force is a bit of a more masculine energy? Like, are there masculine and feminine expressions of these? Um, Ooh. You yeah. know what? It's so interesting. Cause I feel like often in the text and when you, you know, read through and learn about the system, a lot of the time the fear-based tends to be a masculine expression, whereas the the trust and the gift tends to be a more feminine expression. So there is that. (laughs) 
yeah. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. But, well, I mean, and we all, like men and women both, we all have the feminine and masculine. We have both. Too. Yeah. But I just know for myself, like when I'm being impatient, absolutely, I'm really in my masculine. When I'm forcing something, absolutely in my masculine. And thank mm-hmm. God for the times that my intuition was louder, like my sacral response, my intuition was louder than my fear and desire to force. I can give so many examples of like times where I'm just like, I like literally being like, stop right now, put it down, stop right now. And then finding out later that if something had gone forward, it would have been a fucking catastrophe. And just thank God for that little bit of wisdom that you listen to it. I mean, it all teaches us lessons. Like, Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, it's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz. And every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant. And I get so many compliments on it. It's called the sunray necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension, 5d consciousness collection. If you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes. One of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives and I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. If you live through, if you live through the lower expression of that, you're learning something and I'm sure it's bringing you up, hopefully bringing you up to the higher state, to the wokeness. Hopefully. That is the whole point of this system, right? And that's what I always reiterate with my clients. And whenever I'm teaching about the gene keys is that these shadows are not like something we're trying to get rid of. Like, Ooh, you're in the shadow, get out, get out. Like, don't get back into the shadow. No, the shadow state, first of all, is a reminder of our humanity because we all have survival-based wiring that warrants fear sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so when the shadow shows up, this is why it's called a gift. There's a, this gift is hidden within that shadow. So again, going back to your original question of like how to recognize this and like be aware is like when you feel the experience of fear or lack or distrust leading the way, that's going to be a shadow state. And what you want to recognize is, and this is what is great about the gene keys is what is the gift in that moment? What is, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like the suffering there's the seeds of transcendence transcendence exists within our suffering, right? Like it's, there's a gift through that shadow. If only we find it, you know? And if we allow it, like, so I, I tell my clients sometimes like for me and for you both, it sounds like so much of our personal strength 
growth transformation. Like I had to suffer a great deal to become the woman that I am right now. Oh yeah. And one of my clients is recently, she's like, I find you, like she said, she's like, I kind of find you sort of intimidating sometimes. And I'm just like, first of all, not wearing a bra. Secondly, very sweaty. (laughs) Thirdly, like, you know, why, like, why am I so good at makeup? It's because I was desperately insecure as in, in my teenage life, I was desperately insecure. I was savagely bullied sometimes. Mm. And that's why I like tried to cover up my fear with makeup or whatever. But now I'm like a happy, whatever elevated 37 something who can do makeup and curl her hair. It's a great thing. Yes, you but can. <laughs> you have to find a seed in the suffering. Like a seed has to explode before it can become a tree. There has, to, yes. it's almost like, it almost like there has to be violence. Like the, the stars have to explode so that the dust can go elsewhere and create new planets and new life and whatever. Like we had, mm-hmm. we kind of like have to sort of embrace that a little bit. So what would it look like mm-hmm. just to go back to force? Like what would the gift in force be? Would it be recognizing that like, hmm, forcing shit doesn't work? Like, or what does that look like? <laughs> yeah, so how does this, and how does this actually work? So yeah, like where does is- you, how does it get from like the shadow to the gift? And this is why I love the gene keys is that basically each one of these frequencies is named. It has a word. Okay. Yeah. And language, this is what I want to reiterate this. Cause Ooh. it's so important. Yeah. L- language shapes what we see mm-hmm. as human beings. Okay. Language shapes what we see. There's mm-hmm. a really fascinating study about this tribe from the Amazon who they did a, a test with and they showed them all these different shades of green and one shade of blue. And they had names for all those shades of green, but they didn't have a name for the shade of blue. And so when they asked them to find the blue square, they couldn't even see and recognize it. Wow. They didn't have a name for it. Wow. So our, I mean, our brain, I know that humans use what, like 7%. I don't know what the percent you probably know, or an yes. estimate. I mean, it's a, it's yeah, a, around. Yeah. Yeah. Seven, it's, a pit, it's a pitiful yeah. sum. I, yeah. I'm sure I've, I've dated some people who use two and 2%, I'm sure. Yeah. But, so it's, it's, there's a gradient, there's a range, but right, there's right. so much, there's, it's always active. There's always stuff going on, but our awareness is very surface level. And so when we can label something, when we can give something a name with language, then our brain's like, oh, I recognize that thing. Now I can use it in my life. And if we can't, then we don't. And so being intentional about language, I guess, would this also be like, if, if you label something as like bad, wrong, shameful or something, then that would affect how you see it, how you see it, mm-hmm. how you, and therefore how you feel and therefore what happens yep. in your body and therefore how you treat people, how you behave. Whoa. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. This is why language is, is so important because wow. it shapes what we see, what we feel, what we think, um, what we believe. Yeah. And, and so the gene keys is ultimately a language because it gives a name to each of those 64, like basically 64 times three, all of those yeah. frequencies have a name. And so go- going back to your question, the shadow of force is the gift of uh, what is above that is the gift of strength. Wow. And so I love this one. Yeah. Because we often, we have a culture and societal representation that forcing, pushing, like, you know, yeah, I should say pushing is, is strong, right? Like making yeah. things happen, going Make out and happen. doing it. Like, Just do it, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that's the strong thing to do. But actually what is stronger than surrendering, letting go and actually trusting that something will happen for you in a way that you may not fully understand yet. I have full body goosebumps. That is so powerful and so beautiful that it really, really, Mm. really is. Oh, Mm. I love this so much. And so what, 
So now people kind of have an idea of like, wow, you know, there's a, there's a flavor, there's a shadow, there's a, there's a name, there's a feeling to this. And then there Mm -hmm. is, it's very hopeful too, because any, any kind of dark, bad, like there is no good and bad there, there's potential Mm -hmm. in everything, but now it kind of gives people a little bit of hope. Like, okay, like if I am feeling um, impatient, if I'm a person who's consistently feeling impatient, like, wow, there's hope because there's a ladder that I can climb. There's something that I can, there's a treasure to be found here. So maybe I can be excited. Mm -hmm. Maybe it can bring you to a place of like, Ooh, I noticed that I'm forcing something. Ooh, how exciting. So I get to find the gift of surrender or I get, you mm-hmm. know, is that what, mm-hmm. what was that again? No. Strength, strength, strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's the true strength. So this, this is so beautiful. So now people are kind of seeing that there's like a shot, there's a, there's a flavor to all of these things. There are shades of it and flavors to it. And we all have it. We all have these, these gifts, these powers, these, these elements are all part of us. So what, but like, since you're a professional and this is what you do, what, what would be like one of the biggest shifts that people can see once they know their hologenetic profile or once they're familiar with this, once, once they've experienced this, what are the, sh- what's the shift that people commonly experience and how fast does it happen? Mm. <laughs> Oof, really good question. And you know, it's like, I need to have, give the, ca- the caveat that like, I've truly seen all the different variations. Like I've seen people take this and run with this and have like immediate impact with like one wow. of their keys or multiple, or I've seen, you know, people really totally need to just they, they have some more work to do to kind of dismantle and release some of the inner patterns that they've grown up reinforcing. So it's, I really think this system is lifelong regardless, but I think some of the most, I mean, one of the most powerful shifts that I, I've seen was truly after going through her four main keys. So you're going to see in the, your hologenetic profile, there are four main um, gene keys in your activation sequence. And so this is where you start the journey. Mm -hmm. And so after diving into those shadows, those gifts, she messaged me a week later and she was like, you unlocked in me what I've been trying to unlock for five years in traditional therapy. She was like, I am now seeing, and I'm not knocking therapy. I, like I've said, I'm a huge advocate. I love a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a huge advocate for therapy and coaching yeah. and, and all of that. But um, for her, she was like, I see the ways in which I was using that as a crutch for my mm-hmm. shadows mm-hmm. and not actually taking the opportunity to step and rise into these gifts, you know, with the discomfort that comes with that, but also the, you know, whatever the, the amazing results that come with that. So she was like, I walked away from that for now. And she was like, and since, and then we kind of connected on that. Then a week later, she was like, her big thing was that in her business, she felt really blocked income wise. Mm. She had been in her business for almost a year and only making like one and a half to two K per month, Mm -hmm. which isn't anything to knock at, but she, that was not where she wanted to be. Um, and so within those next two weeks, she had brought in 30 K into her business. Oh my God. A shift in her energy and approach. Yeah. And she's sustained that since then. She's been featured in Forbes. Like she has completely shifted her direction with her business since we did that. Wow. I love that so much. And I, I mean, fully, you know, I love my, I I have a therapist. I, I appreciate her so much. There's it's any tool. Like I really believe any modality, any tool that helps us know and understand ourselves. And it, it's so important there. I, I did an RTT session today. It was incredible. Oh, cool. And, um, and human design and coaching and mentoring and spiritual and psychological and all of the things. And I love, I, I'm here for all of it, but I do yeah. think sometimes that we can, okay. I will not make a general statement, but like I got stuck in my victim story 
of mm-hmm. like all of the ways that I'm a victim and all of the things, all of the bad things that have happened to me and how shitty for me and poor me and I need attention and I deserve this. And all of it was just because I was in a place of lack for myself that I, and mm-hmm. I felt like I wasn't worthy of love and attention unless something was wrong with me, unless I was like mm-hmm. ill or something. So there was, there were ways that I was manifesting and creating and contributing to my own experience. And I got to say, like, sometimes in therapy, it's like, you talk about that for an hour and then you go home and like, I'm right. And it's like very valid. Right. I am suffering. Like I am, <laughs> you know, and yeah. And it, it, there, there can be different things that help shift that perspective, which is incredibly empowering to be like, mm-hmm. yes, that happened and you can choose to learn something new and why not fucking try it like if you're not feeling great then why not fucking try it just like your mom when you almost cut her when she said that thing (laughs) (laughs) exactly that's like we have to put the ego aside which I also think is sort of it's kind of a masculine thing as well we hang on to Mm -hmm. the story so I love that yeah yeah man you guys 30k in two weeks the shifts listen up we love it. So that said, everybody's got their pen and paper out right now or their phone notes and they're, they're dying for a hot tip. So is there a tip or a life hack that our listeners could use to start using right now that would kind of like, is there any kind of signal, any kind of instinctive part of themselves that they could tune into that would help bring them into that natural alignment, curiosity, even if they have no clue about their profile, about their whole genetic profile, they've never seen it. But is there, is there a way, is there a signal that they can use to be like, Hmm, this is where I'm at right now. Yes. Such a good question. So if you didn't know anything about your profile, none of that was relevant. And you just wanted a way to shift these, your, your shadow states. If you take the opportunity to notice where in your life, like we've been saying, you're experiencing fear or lack or distrust in like yourself or like the flow of your life, right? Like, why am I here? I'm lost. This isn't right. Anywhere where you feel lost like that, um, anywhere where you also feel like you're saying like that victimhood, those narratives that just aren't supporting you mm-hmm. there. The, the shift that you're, I'm going to have you do here is called a disconfirming experience. Okay. Ooh. So those patterns, I know it's like a little fancy. So those patterns are basically reinforcing these shadow states. If you want to shift into a more gift oriented or Cidic oriented state of your higher expression and your higher authenticity, you want to have a disconfirming experience, which basically you are disconfirming the need for that fear. Cause why do we have, why do we have fear and like these patterns anyway, they're trying to protect us, mm-hmm. you know, like it's trying, it thinks it's protecting us. Our mind thinks it's protecting us, but really it's actually just keeping us from thriving mm-hmm. um, and keeping us what's uncomfortable. Like it's keeping us what's unfamiliar, which is comfortable, but it's also uncomfortable because it's totally. not where we want to be. Yes. Yes. Okay. So to have a disconfirming experience, you want to look at the situation and choose the opposite of what you're feeling like inclined to choose that's familiar. So let's say you would normally like, Oh my God, text the friend and like bitch her out or something. I don't know. You would say, okay, that is living in alignment with my shadow frequency. What is the either opposite or the alternative option here? Maybe it's to send her a message, just sharing like an authentic feeling about what's coming up and then creating a boundary and saying, I can no longer be in this relationship. That is, and maybe that's terrifying to you because you're like, oh my God, well, I'm going to maybe completely like really unfamiliar because yeah. you've never, literally never done that. Exactly. That, yeah, it would be terrifying, but 
also terribly exciting, I hope. Well, right. Because then when you do it and you realize that either she, that friend walks away because it wasn't right for you, or maybe you reconcile something and, and blossom it into a better friendship, then that disconfirms the need for that fear for the future saying, oh, look what I did last time. Yes. It's the proof. It's the okay. proof in your mind and body that it's safe. Wow. to do things differently. Wow. That's the biggest key. I love that so much. So people can recognize, okay, so just take a minute, take a couple of deep breaths, get into your body to be like, okay, like, how do I actually feel? I feel anxious. I feel impatient. I'm forcing things. I'm half-hearted. I'm half, I'm, I'm not being present because I don't mm-hmm. trust the situation or whatever. I'm not being authentic to myself. And that's causing frustration. I've been doing this in a loop and maybe people are doing this at work. Maybe they're in a job that they're stuck in and, but like, they're, they're afraid to leave the job because they want the income from the job, but they know that they hate it. And like their soul yes. is dying. But, and so what would be, so actually that's a great example. Let's just do this so that it really grounds it. In yeah, let's do it. So what would be, if there's a person who wants to take the leap of starting their own business, and I know you've worked with people on this. I know that this is what you do with your clients as well. So mm-hmm. if, if somebody really, really wants to like, I got this idea and I want to do this. and I really do, but I'm just scared and I'm not gonna like maybe later. So if they're half-hearted, so then what would be a disconfirming action experience, a disconfirming experience that they could do to bounce out of the half-heartedness? Yes. So if they're in the half-hearted state, it's probably driving them nuts. And so what they would want to do to get out of that is to is to find the, what they are willing to and feel aligned with committing to in that moment. This is the thing about half-heartedness is that we feel like if I commit to this, then there's no going back or there's no alternative or like, I can't pivot again. And it's like that. And that's what keeps us kind of waffling. Like what if, what if, what if Mm. in in that moment, say like, what is the next best step and how can I commit to that with a hundred percent? So let's say they're like, okay, because of my debt situation, I am not in a place just yet where I can go with my side hustle full time. So what I'm going to do is commit to the best work I can do at my current job with the boundaries in place that, you know, make me feel like I'm not giving away my soul and like commit to doing this side hustle two days a week at this time. Like, how can you plant the commitment? So then you're, there's no second guessing like every single day, because I've been there when I was like half in half out of my OT job and going full-time in my business, it was horrible because I was like, dying at work. And then I wasn't also giving my all to my, my business. Cause I couldn't. And so you, there was no commitment happening to either side, yeah. you know, or even a reality where there's half and half, you know? Yeah. And then you're like, you're spinning in a circle. You're exhausted. You're using all of your energy, hating all of the things. So that really yeah. threw me for a loop. I got to say, I was not expecting that. Like just for the half heartedness, just find something that you can commit to find something that you can go all in on and then prove. And then that proves to yourself, it would create the pathway. It would prove to yourself, Oh, I can commit and I'm safe to commit. And then safe to commit. I get Mm -hmm. action. Like I, I create momentum when I commit to something, it's good. So it gives your brain that carrot of like, Ooh, here's, here's a dopamine kick. You did it. You committed to right. that. <laughs> and, then, and then it makes the next commitment. Then you, you're now you're at that, that little next level. And then you can do that again and again. Oh my God. Right. And there are 64 times three different ways to do this. You guys like Gene keys. Wow. Fuck is mm-hmm. that deep. I love it. Um, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so amazing. Um, and then what, I mean, obviously it's so exciting. Like what you do, even just the examples that you've shared are so 
incredible and uplifting, but like for yourself, what is your favorite part of the transformation for your clients? Like, is it the excitement? Like the, I mean, like how I'm reacting right now, like, Oh my God, this is, this is real. Like, is it the excitement, the aha, is it the long-term wins and the lasting changes? Like as a mentor and healer, I know that this lights you up. So like, let's just celebrate mm-hmm. that. What is your favorite part that people get to experience oh, with this? Yeah. I have to say like, it's, it's the moment when a word and like a contemplation of one of the words and patterns unlocks a new realization, like that insight aha moment, but it's like, you can tell their bodies literally recalibrating on the spot. So it's kind of like, it's not just awareness. It's like embodied in it's almost like an integration of awareness when they like connect the dots between what they're experiencing and what this system lays out. They're like, Oh, there is a reason. Like there's a greater purpose. And that's the thing. There's a greater purpose for this shadow. It's not just trying to derail me or hold me back or keep me from my potential. It, it's, it's my life's work. It's my life's work to have risen above these shadows because how else would I have really owned or stepped into my authenticity if I didn't have the yes. struggle and challenge to get there. Yeah. Right. Oh, I love that so much. It, and it, it just never gets old. Does it like watching people have this success? No, it really doesn't. No, <laughs> I love it so much. And then don't you, don't you feel as well? Like it gives just a purpose, like your story, it gives such a purpose to your kind of pain, like, because everything that you oh went through led you to this work and that now you're able to share it with the collective and lift up others. Like how incredible. Oh, no, it's oh. It, exactly. It, it resonated on such a level with my personal situation, like my four, my whole gene key profile, but especially my four main gene keys, when I read them and I was going through, what I was going through, it was like next level light bulbs. Totally. And yeah, this, I have to say, like, I'm not just saying this, like this has been the one tool on my self-transformation path that has given me the most profound and long lasting change. Like it's completely changed the way I live my life and see my life. Oh, that is just incredible. Oh, I could talk to you forever about this. It's so exciting. Oh my goodness. And I just know that all of the listeners are also super, super excited. So there's a really exciting way that everybody can work with you. So you host genius sessions. So people can book you with genius sessions. So can you tell us a little bit about that and how people can do that? Yeah, it's a session to really get to that initial sort of spark and understanding and insight into your profile. Often we talk about those four main keys, but sometimes we hone in on one. Sometimes we do a set of other ones, but it's really a fluid session where we get to dive into your keys pertaining to one of the shifts or breakthroughs that you're most ready for and looking for in your life. So it's a really deep dive into your profile. That is so incredible. And so, and how do people book you for that? Like, I guess you've got a website and everything. Yeah. You can go to my website and you know, there's a tab called genius and it has everything related to the gene keys as it pertains to what I do and what I offer. And so you can book it there. And just for your listeners, I'm offering a 10% (gasps) discount. Chakra 10 is the code. So I'm really excited for that. Chakra 10 guys go get it. (laughs) So amazing. (laughs) So generous. Thank you so much for that. This is going to be so powerful for everybody. Wow. I'm just, Mm. I feel like we should be, I mean, it's evening for me. I feel like we should be having champagne, but maybe another time. Hey, it's never too early over here. Brunch brunch somewhere. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you. Just thank you again. So, so much for sharing all this. This is so juicy. I want to know more. I'm going to keep binging all of your content. (laughs) Like I have been, it's so good. So our next segment is let's just bring it back down to earth. Like you and I are both, we're, we're evolved humans. We're evolved human females, but you know what? 
the lessons just keep coming. Life keeps coming at us hard and fast. And there's always something to learn. And there's always a new level because, and because we're on our way to the city, right? Like something's going to pop mm-hmm. up. There's a way for us to reach another level through another gene key, get to another level always. of expression. And that's what manic mm-hmm. moment, well, manic moments and manifesting is all about. <laughs> so let's go into it. So manic moments and manifesting, this is where we share one of our major meltdowns and then the manifestations that came out of it. So I will go first. So I alluded to this earlier when we were speaking before we started recording, but well, and actually I've been talking about it, but like the balance of the masculine and feminine, it's very interesting to me. Like as a manifesting generator, it's something that lights me up. So like my sacral, yes, is like, Ooh, let's learn more. And I just, that's Mm -hmm. a really important part of the journey that I'm on right now. And then when we invite these transformations, like when, I mean, the, the moment, the momentum is there, the ball is rolling, the hill, the, mm-hmm. the snowball is going down the mountain. And at one point it will flatten me like with, with something, the lesson will hit home in some way. Yep. And so I'm diving into this and it's great. And I like for my clients, for my work, for myself, for my relationships, I'm curious. I'm a curious little one for MG. So after, mm-hmm. you know, I go after it, here I am. So recently I was on holiday with my family and it's been a year, you know, 15 months of not going anywhere. So very, very exciting. We live in Germany. We were able to drive down to Croatia, how luxurious, like an eight hour drive. And then you're in fucking Croatia, gorgeous, right on the ocean. It's right across the Adriatic Sea from Venice. So Mm. very cool vibe. I really liked it a lot. I miss it very much. Very luxurious uh, with my daughter, with my husband. I, I had been working so much and so busy, you know, the vibes with manifesting generator vibes, like let's do all the things immediately. A million things at once. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I did not prepare myself. The lunar eclipse was happening. The lunar eclipse, I think it was in Sagittarius. And that Mm. was happening smack in the middle of our holiday. And I'm very sensitive to these things, like emotionally, spiritually, I'm very sensitive, whether I know about it or not. Like it's an energetic forecast. If I, if I don't check the weather and it's raining and I don't have an umbrella, I'm still going to get wet anyways. Like it doesn't matter if I know it or not. So I'm in Croatia and I was like, what could possibly go wrong? Like, I'm not going to feel whatever. Like if I don't feel good, I'll just go to the beach. Like it's not that bad. I'll get a mojito. What will happen? But what happened was, (laughs) so lunar, so the lunar eclipse brought up for me. And I think for everybody, I'm not an expert on that. Our other co-host is the expert on that. I'm not the one, but I know what I feel, damn it. And it was real. (laughs) So for me, it brought up such deep, like the deepest deepest wounds of my heart and soul, which for me, it's a wound in the masculine. For me, it's a wound in the masculine that I'm not safe. I'm not supported. This is effect. This, this impacts my income, how I make money, how I can survive. And then also because of like some childhood trauma wounds about like, Oh God, it just goes so deep. And I'm in this luxurious hamster cage with my husband and my daughter, and then have like a full on fucking meltdown where I'm like, crying, not speak. And I talk a lot, you know, you can tell I talk a lot. So if I give somebody the silent treatment, they're like, are you having a stroke? Why are you not talking? And I'm like, like, I just sat at breakfast and like staring at my, at my omelet, like poking at it. I'm like, just devastated, absolutely emotionally devastated. And I was so out of it. Like my husband's like, literally what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I just don't know if I can trust anybody. (laughs) He's like, what the are you talking about? Like, I don't know. But like this poor man, like all of these wounds just got dumped onto the, the strong, safe masculine in my life just had to absorb all of this. Mm-hmm. And it was so long. It took hours until I realized I'm like, Oh my God. And like, I was like alone in the bathroom, probably like rocking myself back and forth. And I was like, just mm-hmm. looking on my phone. I was like, 
oh my God, it's the fucking eclipse. And then thank God. So I pivoted and I was like, be a coach. You're a coach. You can do this. You're, you're better than this. You are stronger than this. Use your tools. And like, I had my journal. I'm like, and I just whipped out the journal. I'm like, what am I feeling? And I'm like, okay. Like I'm feeling like abandoned, unsupported, not safe, like cornered, like whatever, like whatever the feelings I was feeling. And I was like, what are the feelings? Okay. These are the feelings. <laughs> and I'm like, how, how do I want to feel? Okay. I want to feel supported. I want to feel seen. I want to feel loved, appreciated, whatever, like safe, like all these things. And then I'm like, mm, and now here comes the, mm, mm, this is ugly for the ego. Like how, okay, this is how I feel. This is how I want to feel. Where's the gap right now? Um, how am I showing up? So I had to sit there and like, get really real with myself. I'm like, you're, let me read this back to you, Krista. So you say that you want to feel supported. Are you being supportive? No. You're saying that you want to feel loved. Are you being loving? No. You're saying that you want to be heard. Are you listening to anybody? No, you're not. Are you? And I'm like, fuck. Mm. So I'm manifest. I'm creating this for myself. So then my husband and I had booked a babysitter with this luxurious hotel to go to this exquisite restaurant right on the sea. It was like, like it was, it was something from a Pinterest board and we haven't, and keep in mind lockdown, we haven't had a date in like 15 months. So it's a big deal. And we're not canceling, but the way that I was acting all day, you would think like, I'm surprised that it still happened. And it was, (laughs) but then I had done this journaling and I had like recognized, I'm like, okay, like these are deep wounds. And again, like, like with the gene keys, this is a gift these emotions are trying to show me something. They want to teach me something. This is an opportunity Mm -hmm. for expansion and vulnerability and intimacy, like, and safety. Like this is actually showing me this, this, you know, the emotions Mm -hmm. are showing me this thing. So then it ended up and I'm like, okay, what do I want to feel? How am I willing to behave to facilitate that these feelings can happen? And like, I will be loving. I will listen. I will be clear. I will honor my feelings. I will honor that. Like, so I like did all this. My husband, meanwhile, no idea. He's drinking, like he's drinking a beer by the pool. It's no fucking idea that I'm going, right, that you're going in, through this. <laughs> I'm turning inside out and back again, multidimensional, like space time traveling in my soul, like just to get to this place. And then I was like, what do I want to experience? And I, I am a powerful manifester. I know that I am. And I'm like, mm-hmm. if I can get clear on what I want, like, what do I want? How do I want this to go? And so then like when we were at dinner, it was the most beautiful thing. It, it like, it felt like we were in some kind of safe cocoon, just the two of us together. And it was so intimate. And I was just like, I have to tell you what I've experienced today. And he's like, please do <laughs> like what on earth is going on. And then I just, I told him everything. And I told him like, it's the eclipse and it brings this out in me. And this is kind of the theme and the flavor of how it's showing up. And, you know, it makes me realize that I'm like, I realize I've been treating you like this, or I've been showing up like this. And I realized that this is not a reflection of reality at all. This is a wound that wants attention. And it's the little girl in me. You see that I'm such a strong, capable, powerful woman. But in fact, there is a part of me that really doesn't want to have to drive all the time. I want somebody else to take the wheel. I want to just be able to surrender. But that's so hard for me because of this and this and this. And then I was like, I just need you to show up for me like this. It would feel so loving if you know, if when this kind of thing happens, if you could show me with this way or this action, and then he got to be the hero, he got to be like, I can absolutely do that for you. Like, I will do that for you. Thank you for telling me. And it turned into this beautiful, intimate healing moment. And like, I fully lost it, but then it it came full circle into this super beautiful. I don't know if he, honestly, I don't know if he even thinks of it, but like, it made a deep impression on me. He probably just like my cuckoo bananas wife, 
just like went off the rails for a day, too many mojitos or something. But for me, it was like a, prof- a profound a moment. healing moment. And I, I hope he, I hope he cares. I don't know. I haven't talked about it since, but it was a beautiful, I'm sure, I managed, I managed sure. to, yeah, I, I hope so. But so I managed to pull this, um, this diamond out of the shit pile and it felt great at the end. <laughs> I love how like you so easily could have just like spiraled, oh. you know, it, and, and, and like, you had the moment, but it's like, you could have just sat in that. And yeah. the fact that you really did lean in and you were like, it's uncomfortable to stare myself in the face right now, but like, let's get really real. Like that's the transmutation of the shadow pattern. That's like, no, no, no. Remember uh, me. And you're like, yes, I do. But like, yeah. I'm going to turn you into something more powerful. Like that. That's amazing. Uh, it felt, I, I told my, I, I told my clients about it later. And like, it felt like this was a really, and I journal, I wrote it all down. I'm like, this feels like it was really important tool but like yeah I had to live through that and it was not elegant like this facade (sighs) just crumbled and but it was okay like to make space for that vulnerability as well it was yeah it was really wild it was really something and and, but I could I could have sat in victimhood I could have and if my brain went to that pattern I could have been like here are all the ways that what you're thinking is true and then all the reasons it makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah and then then you start behaving away and then you manifest you you and then the other person is triggered and they act in a certain way and right somebody has and, to pop the balloon like right and then you have a confirming experience right oh this fear is needed i do right. need to act this way because look at this reality like and and that's what reinforces and strengthens those patterns rather than like loosens them and lets right. them go oh my god you guys yeah. i only learned that i'm 37 i was 36 at the time like i just learned it so all of you 20 somethings you're welcome learn from us <laughs> <laughs> be wise, yes, please. <laughs> so good. Okay, do you have Absolutely. like share a, share a sloppy emotional? I mean, story. Yeah, yeah, yours is like so much more exciting than mine, but I will absolutely <laughs> go there. So, oh my god, I just think back to more like I would say the moment is more like a period in time, and it was when I first started out with um, my business. So mm. I left the OT world. I jumped into doing my own coaching business, and essentially like the, the feeling in my body of doing it was like a a fuck. Yes. Like it was like, this is what you need to be doing. Like nothing has ever been more like correct. And so it was like all in. So I jumped in, but obviously like, I didn't really have this like business background. So I was like, you know, purchasing a course here, purchasing, or, you know, getting some support there. And over the course of the next like year, it, it got like out of control with like how much, how much learning or like procrastinate learning and just Ah, like mm -hmm. support, right. That I was like leaning into because like, well, we'll get there in a second, but I was just like buying all the courses, Mm -hmm. doing all the things, finding Mm -hmm. all the coaches and like, not that those things weren't valuable, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't the, the going about it that way wasn't actually supporting me to take tangible action to like grow my presence or my impact or my income and all of those things. Right. Or even, yeah, my impact. So anyways, I was like caught in the thick of this and couldn't understand like why, when I purchased this thing and implemented it, why was it not translating? Like, why mm-hmm. wasn't this actually having the result that I was expecting it to have? Mm-hmm. And it took this like moment where similar to you, I mean, it was just like full epic breakdown. I'll never forget. I was like up late creating this freebie, like a crazy, like, okay. A freebie an opt-in, like something that you provide for free. A value of that, a value. Like it's the link in our bio, you guys, it's always a link in the bio. It's something you get (laughs) get for free that shows what we can do for you, shows how we want to help you. And 
it takes a lot of work to make them. So yeah, <laughs> we does. do it for you it with love, but they take a lot of work. And sometimes you're up until midnight doing it. Yeah. And it's like exciting to make it, but you're like, yeah. sometimes it's just, and again, perfectionist overachiever. Right. So yeah. I'm, I'm not making a normal freebie, which is like a PDF or like something. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I'm making this complex quiz that has all these different results. And like all of these, like, like a 10 page PDF that comes with your result. Like it was oh in actual same. So I, I never forget. I was like, just one more hour, just one more day. Like it just kept getting pushed out, pushed out. And who I was with at the time was like, are you good? And I, I'll never forget. I just like, it was the middle of the night. I just broke down and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm not supposed to be doing this. Like, you know, nothing's working. Like this must mean that it's not meant to be. And like, I had this whole like existential crisis moment that I was making the current things mean something else. I was making Hmm. it mean that I wasn't right for the job, that I I just couldn't do it, that I wasn't cut out for it, that it wasn't working. Meanwhile, after collecting myself and then leading into my tools, I was able to recognize like, oh, okay, my perfectionist and overachieving tendencies aren't like a badge of honor. They're actually like a manifestation of my fear that I'm not going to be, that this isn't going to be good enough. Right. So I'm not getting it. I'm procrastinating because Mm -hmm. I don't want to actually face what if nobody downloads this or nobody wants this. Right. Right. Um, I'm investing in more courses and more people. And the reason they're not working is because I'm not actually putting my energy. I'm not committing to one thing. I'm half-heartedly doing them all. And I'm Uh, also like, mm -hmm. and the reason I'm investing in all these things is because of the biggest thing of all, which is I don't trust myself. Ah, I can't like figure out how to, like, I can't just show up on social media as me. I have to know how Jenna Kutcher shows up on social media because then that's going to somehow make me more successful. Right. And then it's like, oh, wow. When you're not being authentic and you're trying to do something somebody else's way, people don't, it doesn't resonate, of course, you know, it's not your, it's not your genuine energy. So you have exactly, this, so you're like working your ass off. You're doing all these things you're investing mm-hmm. and then nothing mm-hmm. is coming through. Like, right. I was doing all the right things, but yeah. like not, you know, all the right things, but with the wrong energy. Exactly. Wow. So it took me like a whole year of like, and again, you know, I had clients here, clients there, And so many different things, you know, going on at the time that were like showing me these little glimpses of success. But even though I had those glimpses of success throughout that year, it was like plagued by this like internal perception on everything that was happening. And I was, again, it's so funny because again, you have to learn the same lesson more than one time. And I learned that, I learned that you know, even though I learned the lesson the first time to look, stop looking externally and to look internally, I now had to learn again in a new context in the context of my business, stop looking externally, go internal. And so it was like that reminder. Okay. So then was it like a hard crash? Like, did you just kind of like explode and like everything was different after that moment? Like I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to do this instead. I would like to say it was, but I'm somebody who (laughs) I'm somebody who needs to like get the hit like multiple times. Like I just I need to be reminded multiple times (laughs) because I'm stubborn, I guess. Yeah, and we're like, well, you are an Aquarius, so yeah, exactly. I was like, like, but no, it can't be that. It can't be that, you know. So and of course. (laughs) Yeah. And like today, oh my gosh. I mean, with the way that I look at trust and myself and my pattern, like it's a different experience today, but at the same time, you know, I I usually have to get pushed to an edge to then be like, oh shoot. Like, wait, wait, wait. Like it's happening. Like this is it. This is happening. This is not working. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then, so I guess that's, I guess that's a little bit of the 
good side of it is like it becomes more graceful as you recognize it like it's gonna be a violent explosion perhaps the first time but then like you learn right. to recognize it and you're like okay here you are it's happening again let's take a different action and so even though this is this is like for both of us like this is our zone this is what yeah. we do but we still fucking experience it and we still oh, have to yeah. remember to do the things and not do mm-hmm. that thing that reconfirms the thing that we don't want to be <laughs> that we don't want to feel <laughs> Right. Oh, no, God. exactly. Exactly. Oh. Sometimes you got to get hit over the head with it. You know? But you know what? Like, <laughs> but you know what? Also, like, this just gives you because you work with people who are doing this. Like, it just gives you that experience that you can speak to that and be like, "I know where you are. I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've seen it, and I recognize it. You're doing it because I did it too. And let's just make this more graceful for you. Let's not yeah. waste your money, waste your time. I totally, I 100 mm-hmm. know. And like, there, there's, oh, gosh, yeah. there's something to be said as well. Like, I mean certifications. Like I see so many people as well, like certifications, like education, you and I are both manifesting generators, super curious, give us all of the knowledge, tell us all of the things yes. we want it all. Yep. 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 But it isn't like, I mean, when I did my certifications for some things, it wasn't like, okay, like I have the certificate. So like, where are the clients? Like you buy, you guys better come because you, right. you have to, you have to show up and you got to do stuff and you have to take that action. So, mm-hmm. and, and waiting to be good enough like, it's not about the next course. It's about what makes you think you aren't good enough. Like if this is yes. where you're, how do you catch your head up with your heart? Cause your heart's there, but your head's yep. holding you back. So why so much yes. to dive into, but we, we know that there are 64 different gene keys of how you can dive into it. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing this. Oh God, I'm sweating. Our manic moments have me sweating. That was ugh, me too. <laughs> a roller coaster. I know we're both like Jesus, but so this is so, so good. Tell us every, tell everybody where we can find you. Like, tell us the website, tell us the Instagram. Let's sure. You know, everybody's going to stalk you now. Yes. So, you know, chrissypapetti.com, mm-hmm. super easy. And Chrissy Papetti everywhere. So my handle is on Instagram is Chrissy Papetti. You can find me over on Facebook as well, but I'm usually most active on Instagram and my site, just like putting up new things there. Yeah, YouTube so thing is in the works. Content. So Ooh. yeah. So just stay tuned. Cause I definitely want to get more education about this out there. That's really yeah. important to me. So there's some yeah. new things coming. Oh, that's so exciting. Okay. We're all going to be obsessed. We're all going to catch all of it. I love it. Wow. Thank you so much. Like, honestly, I could, I could talk to you for another hour and a half. Like I could keep me too, (laughs) but people got things to do. I guess we should let them go. So (laughs) you guys, thank you guys all so, so much for listening. Make sure you find Chrissy Papetti online and all of the places, Instagram, her website, book a genius session with her. You have the code chakra, chakra 10, right? Yes. Chakra Mm -hmm. 10. You guys get 10% off of a genius session with her. You can always claim the life that you want. She's there for you. This is so great. Thank you so much. We will see you next week with another episode. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Chakra Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you. 